Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some relationship stories. If you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack straight on with today's first story. Now, today's first story was on Girl Survival Guide and it was cross-posted on Let's Not Meet. So you may get a hint of where this is going from there. But it's from Tobeans47 who says, The guy I met for coffee that called me for hours straight afterwards. 200 plus texts later, I filed a police report. So this was from Let's Not Meet and it says, Hi all, I've lurked here from time to time and recently posted this in the Girl Survival Guide and got a lot of encouragement to post it here as well. I edited a little to add detail now that I'm not weeping into a glass of bourbon while I'm typing about it. It may seem ridiculous, but writing about it is making it somewhat easier to deal with. May 21. I met a guy this weekend. We're at the same restaurant. He was with a wedding party. I was with family. Not connected to the wedding or couple in any way. Just happened to be at the same restaurant where the wedding reception was being hosted. He was polite and respectful and offered me his number. I took it and decided to text him. We texted for a day or so and then made arrangements to get together for coffee. We got together in the middle of the day at a public place. I drove myself, I texted a friend and told her where I'd be and the guy's name. I figured I was being overly cautious. The first three quarters of the conversation was normal enough. We talked about work, schooling, basketball, etc. It turned out he was a lot younger than I thought he was. He's 22, I'm 35. He went from being kind of shy and very respectful to telling me a story about how the night after the wedding, he came home and people were being crazy. I asked what he meant and then he elaborated to tell me he had walked into his bedroom and lesbian girls I know were having sex on my bed. But he was a gentleman and didn't stick around to watch. And then locked eyes and asked, have you ever been in that kind of situation before? I said, well, I lived in apartments so I've heard people sometimes. And he pushed further and asked, no, but have you ever walked in on something like that? I said, no, that's a weird story to tell someone you just met and changed the subject. He talked about himself a lot. He did ask me questions, but would interrupt me when I tried to answer and continued to talk about himself. Something felt odd. He was not acting like he was the night I met him. He leaned in over the table a lot and made a noticeable effort to lock eyes with me. I like eye contact, but it felt more like a stare down after a while. I could feel myself moving away the further he leaned in. He started to talk about how he used to pick up girls, but he doesn't do that anymore because he realized that the girls he picked up at the bars were probably whores who went there every weekend. Then he wanted to know if I drank, smoked, did drugs, did I ever party, where did I party, where did I like to go out, do I see other men, etc, etc. Almost no pauses, one question after the other. We talked for a few minutes more and he looked at his phone and said, the game I wanted to watch is going to start soon. Do you want to get out of here? 
Turns out there was a basketball game on and he wanted me to come back to his place to watch it. I said no thanks, we just met so I'm not comfortable with that but maybe we can talk again soon. His face sort of changed and he said, I'm sorry but I really thought you were going to come back with me. I told him I wasn't sure how he got that impression. I had not at any point said I would do that. He kept asking me to come back to his place and I kept saying no. He kept asking me why not. I kept saying, I just met you. I'm not comfortable going back to your house. He said, fine, let's go to the park then. Red flags and alarm bells were going off. So I said, no, thanks. I'm not interested. He basically begged and said he'd even skip the game if I wanted him to. I said, no, just go home. We just met for coffee. It's not a big deal if we can't take it further today. He then asked me to take a walk in the field behind the coffee shop. Looked at the ground and literally said, I'll do anything you want, just don't leave. I said again, I wasn't going to go anywhere else with him that day. Please just respect that and we'll talk later. I just got in my car and as he was pulling away, he yelled at his car window at me, I'm going to do everything I can to change your mind. Come over. I sat and watched him leave because things just felt weird. I drove home and my phone was blowing up the whole time. He was texting and calling, saying he was home and I should come over. Then he sent me a video of himself watching basketball on his couch alone. He started sending me messages saying he could see a future with me, that I was the most beautiful woman he's ever met, that it was horrible for such a beautiful woman to be single and that he liked our chances to be together. The entire coffee date was 40 minutes, max. He continues to ask me to come over. I said I was happy to meet him for coffee, but I had told him I wasn't going to come before I left and was not going to go back on what I said. Then the calls really started, 7.55, 8 o'clock, 8.02, 8.07, 8.11. He called and called over and over for the next several hours. I texted him after the first couple of calls. He had sent me yet another text saying how beautiful and perfect I was and he wanted to date and travel together. And all I could think to say was, I'm sorry I don't feel the same way about you that you seem to feel about me. I wish you well, take care. He said he didn't understand. Did that mean I didn't want to see him again? So I replied with, I'm sorry for not being clearer. No, I don't want to see you again. I'm sorry, I wish you well, goodbye. The calls and text kept coming. I told him one time to please stop. I had to turn off my phone, it kept vibrating so much. The texts were all about, what did I do wrong? Why won't you tell me so I can fix it and make this work between us? I am really a great guy and I like you so much. You owe it to me to tell me. If you tell me, then I'll stop bothering you, but you have to tell me. I blocked his number, but my phone log still logged call attempts from blocked numbers so I could see he was still calling all night up until 2am. He called a few more times this morning and again this afternoon. I called my phone company this morning to check and turns out he had sent me over 200 text messages in that one day. That was the tipping point and I decided to go to the police station and at least talk to them and possibly report it as suspicious behavior or harassment. All I had was his first name, which I'm pretty sure was a nickname and a phone number. The cops were really nice and took down all the info. He had never threatened me, but I had told him to stop and he wouldn't. They said that was enough to be concerned. I showed them the text and the timing of all his calls and they said it definitely looked like obsessive and unstable behavior and it was good that I came in even just to put it on record in case things got worse. I felt so bad for even going there, like it was stupid to have even gone to meet him. But I've been on lots of coffee dates and no one has ever done this kind of thing before. 
After I left the station, I got home and checked my phone and I had three voicemails from unknown numbers and it was him pleading for me to call him and tell him how to make it right. He doesn't understand why I blocked him. Did he message me too much? Was it a bad move to call me 80 times in a night? Why wouldn't I just talk to him? I recorded the voicemails and sent them into the police along with screenshots of the messages and logs from my phone company. Now I'm low-key terrified of what will happen next. Will the cops call him? If they do, will it make him mad? I'm pretty sure I didn't tell him anything about what area of the city I live in or where I work and all he had was my phone number. No Facebook or WhatsApp or other socials. I considered changing my cell phone number, but I'm also hoping that he'll get the point after a few days of silence and give up. I'm so shocked, I don't even know what to do next. And as I said, we have a few updates on this from the days that follow. Usually we cover some comments as well, but the comments replying to this are from the actual full story with all the updates. So we're gonna cover the comments afterwards in this one, but wow, that does sound like a scary situation to me. And I'm sure we're gonna find out in the updates, but I hope OP has really covered their tracks, especially with social media. You know, it it can be so easy to find someone if you really, really want to with just a name, like on various social medias. Even like a mobile number can give you a lot of information these days. So yeah, that's a very scary situation to be in. But I think OP is probably doing the right thing right now by letting the police know. I'm not sure if the police actually going to do anything at this point, I don't know. Whenever I've heard stories, and this is just from what I've read here, that it can be pretty flaky for people who report this kind of thing. You know, nothing happens until, you know, they turn up banging on their door or something. So now we're going to the first update, which is a a couple of days later. He's been texting and calling me from random numbers all day. I've been taking screenshots and sending them into the police with my report number. It's been a long, exhausting day. I really want to change my number, but he keeps sending me stuff and I feel like it might be helpful to the police to figure out who he actually is. I've informed my family, friends, employer, cell phone provider and building caretaker about this crazy pants and given everyone a description. I went out and bought 100 plus decibel alarms for the windows and doors in my apartment and installed them. I'm in Canada, so I can't legally carry mace, but I'm looking at alternatives. Next update, today he wrote me a really long-winded message asking for another chance and begging forgiveness. He said, I was just overly excited to meet such a beautiful and well-endowed woman. Oh my word. And that he just needed just one chance to show you my true worth. Pleading and pleading for me to reply and come meet him. And he signed his name at the bottom. I'd heard it slightly wrong and didn't have the right spelling in my phone. I went on Facebook and found his profile. He had zero security settings. He's not friends with anyone I know. I copied that link and sent it off to the cops. I'm torn between really hoping they can talk some sense into him and being terrified that if the police confront him that he had become even crazier. I would have slept easier if I'd changed my number right away, but I might never have got his real name and profile if I had. I doubt the cops will do much until he starts threatening me. Now I'm torn. Do I change it and sleep better at night or let him keep screaming into silence while I collect more evidence? Is it worth it? I keep thinking. All he has is my number. And again, we still have updates on this, but I think it was best that OP is keeping their number, even if they're just like keeping them blocked or whatever. Just like they said, to keep this evidence 
So maybe you can even see if their language is escalating at the same time. So you can maybe get like a, a view of their mental state in some way, if that makes sense. Because changing your number and then not knowing what he's up to would scare me even more, I think. You know, that one day he might just turn up like, surprise at the window or something. That's not what you want. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But now we're moving on a couple more days to the next update that says the last contact I have from my coffee date was four-ish days ago when he called me at 12.56 a.m. on the 24th. He had been texting me from the same number a few days earlier when he sent me the charming message about me being so well-endowed. So I'm pretty sure it was him. I am admittedly feeling a little burned out. I'm taking tomorrow off work and tried to chill out. This has been a lot to handle along with work and life in general. I haven't really heard from the cops. I have gotten back a couple of confirmations that they've added my screen caps and voicemail recordings to the file, but nothing else. He hasn't been threatening me and his enthusiasm seems to be dying down. So I doubt I hear much unless things change. He's hoping there aren't any reasons for the police to become more involved than just saying, thanks for the info, we've added it to your file. They have his name, pics and Facebook profile. I've blocked him on Facebook and hidden all my profile pics. I haven't gotten any friend requests on any of my social media. I'm being cautious when I go out. The alarms are helping, both magnetic and glass break ones have been installed. At least if this dumb kid managed to figure out where I live and tried to get in, I would hear something and be able to get the fuck out. I stashed a hammer between my headboard and my mattress. It feels gross every time I get into bed and hear it tap slightly against the wall, but I'm glad it's there. Thanks for all the concern, everyone. I am safe. Things are calming down. He knows how to reach me. I know how to send screen caps to the cops. That's about where our relationship is at right now. And our final update is from a year or so later. That says, I haven't looked at this account since my last update. And now that most of the world is under quarantine, it occurred to me to sign in and take a look. First of all, many thanks to everyone who reached out to see if I'm okay. I am totally okay. At the time, I was terribly freaked out and just wanted not to think about this whole thing anymore. Hope no one worried too much, and I'm sincerely sorry if you did. I'm glad that I made the initial post because I was so overwhelmed, it was really difficult to work through. Things are 100% better now, so thank you all for the support. I had a few weeks of silence after the last update, and then I got two or three calls from an odd number. A landline that I could do a reverse 411 lookup on. The address was from the area around the coffee shop where we met, and I recalled that he had told me that he lived a couple of blocks over while he was trying to get me to come back to his basement. 
I sent the screenshot of the calls and the address to the police email I had given and made the choice to change my phone number. It was a giant pain in the ass, but I absolutely slept better. I've been back to the restaurant twice and never saw him, and I'm never in the area where we met for coffee. It still makes me nervous if I see someone who looks like him, but I try to remind myself that the way he acted means he would latch on with a death grip to anyone who gave him the time of day. So he's likely set his sights elsewhere by now, which is on its own kind of terrifying. I hope he figures his shit out and that other women he encounters get treated better than I did. Hope you are well and staying inside and safe. Hearts. And I can only imagine the way OP feels in this situation. You know, having to deal with that constantly on your mind all the time, worrying what someone else is doing in the background with the messages they're sending you. I'm exhausted from reading what they had to deal with. Trying not to escalate someone else's behavior because you're worried about your own safety. Worrying about now that you have reported it to the police, if they confront him, is he going to escalate? And, you know, will the police have time to get to your apartment if he turns up, etc.? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. And like OP said at the end there, it's scary that, you know, that they may have moved on now. They may have sorted their own shit out and realized that their behavior was absolutely appalling. Possibly, right? But at the same time, they may not have and they may have latched themselves onto someone else, which again is a terrifying thought. But as I said, we're going to cover those comments now because they basically cover the whole story. So the deleted user says, man, that is creepy on so many levels. And in quotes, I was just overly excited to meet such a beautiful and well endowed woman. Yeah, that freaked me out. Wow. He has a way with words. Hope everything ends up okay and that he leaves you alone. It is great that you put your foot down and did not hang out with him more or communicate with him. And I've got to butt in again. I'm, I'm sorry, you know what I'm like. Whenever something pops in my head, I've got to talk about it. The very start of the story when they met at the coffee shop and he said, oh, do you want to come back to mine to watch basketball? And she said, no. And then he was like, do you want to go to the park then? And she was like, no. And how about walk behind the coffee shop? I mean, what the fuck? That was sending alarm bells ringing like crazy for me. Like, don't do it. Don't go out there. I mean, what was the plan? Terrifying. Another deleted user says, please block him on Facebook. Facebook might suggest you to him as people you may know because you looked at his profile. Edit, I think that Instagram does this as well. So block him on there too if you have an account, especially if your Facebook and Instagram accounts are connected. Banana Bastion says, you're doing all the right things. Documentation is key. However, I would suggest that you immediately block him on Facebook also. Now that you've searched for him, it's likely you'll show up on his phone as people you may know. I experienced similar stalking several years ago after a bad online date and he found me on Facebook and began contacting my friends. Having his friends contact me, etc., it was horrible. A deleted user quote saying, I let him keep screaming into the silence while I collect more evidence and then says, I would keep collecting evidence. Have you asked the police what you should do? They may tell you to change your number. That is bananas, especially sending you a video of him watching the game alone. OP replied to that one saying, the cops I talked to seemed to feel that since I didn't have much info about work, where I live, like hangout, etc., all he had was my first name and phone number, that it would be pretty unlikely that he could find me. Oh dear. The city I live in isn't huge though, so I don't know how much I agree with that. They encourage me to stay calm and send in anything he sends me without responding, which has been hard at times. There's such a desire to try and explain to this guy what he's doing is so fucked up, but I know at the end of the day you can't reason with crazy. 
That's madness as well to me that the police are saying stuff like it's pretty unlikely that he could find me when they must know about how easy it is to find people through socials like that. Rubis says this might seem out of left field, but is your account with your mobile carrier password protected? Given that he's so obsessive, I wouldn't put it past him to call the various providers and try to worm more info about you out that way. I mean, logically, it shouldn't work, but idiocy does happen. The nice thing is, he seems socially clueless, so he'll probably tip his hand before anyone gives him anything. And I 100% agree with the other commenters about making sure your number can't be searched via Facebook or other sites. If it were me, I'd let him keep screaming into the void. Give the guy enough rope and eventually he'll hang himself, like giving you his full name. Anyhow, good for you for buying those window alarms and I hope you're feeling a bit better after posting. Glad the cops are supportive too. Zandra Hart says, I left a comment about this book earlier today on a creepy date experience, not unlike yours. If you haven't yet, definitely read the book, The Gift of Fear by Gavin Becker. He talked about dealing with creepy guys like him and how to read and navigate other dangerous situations. You did amazing in handling the situation, OP. You stood your ground about not going home with this guy as well as cutting communication with him and making law enforcement aware of the situation. Do not feel bad for taking the steps necessary to protect yourself from him. And a lot of people suggest in that book as well. So just throwing that out if you want to take a look at that book. A lot of people saying it actually changed their lives. And one more from a deleted user who says, always a bad sign when they start talking explicitly about sexual things on the first date. Almost all these crazy guy first date stories start out the same. Smart on you though for reporting all his messages. Always keep a paper trail. I know it's exhausting, but it's very important. The more against him, the better. He isn't taking no for an answer, which that alone is a big deal. I say keep the number if possible and collect evidence. I imagine it must be taking a toll on you, but this guy seems dangerous. Is there any way you could get a second phone so you'd have a new number? Savvy Blackbird replies to that saying, the begging to go to the field behind the coffee shop is also very concerning. Hope you told that to the police. The texting and calling harassment is really bad, but his refusal to take no on you being alone with him is what makes him absolutely dangerous. If you didn't stress this to the police, call them and call them today. He could be hunting for another victim. Best case scenario, he's a date rapist or would be a rapist. These guys don't stop. To which finally, OP replies saying, yes, I absolutely told them about that. Once I refused to go to his place, it was, let's go here then, let's go there. And none of the suggestions were public places. I could tell in his face he was getting frustrated that everything he was trying wasn't making me do what he wanted me to do. And it definitely felt like I wasn't really a person to him. That's why he was so surprised when I declined to go back to his place in the first place. He must have had a whole scenario played out in his head already and my refusal threw a fucking wrench in the gears. Scary shit. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Absolutely scary. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the stories, the time out of your day. It's just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your love, time and support. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.